What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. Tonight's episode, I'm going to talk about something I did with students, and it was really because of a former teacher did this, and that was a case study, and I thought it was very interesting. And although I don't know what was the official title of the case study, the case study pretty much deals with the title, When Students Fail, Particularly When They Don't Graduate High School, Who Is to Blame? Where does that fault lie? Is it the parents, the students, or the school? And this is something I wrestle with plenty of times. And if you've been following my podcast, you know that a lot of my episodes, I do talk about education because I am an educator in high school setting. And for the last five years now, I've been teaching primarily seniors. And it just amazes me when we get, especially around this time, February and March, you know, we're getting close to spring break and close to graduation season. Why is it that there are seniors who are not nowhere on track to graduate? And the question I always ask is, you've been in school now for almost four years. What are you doing wrong? Or what is happening? And so, as I said, this case study idea came from a former teacher who shared it, although I never did get the actual link, but I sort of took that idea and I sort of did my own little twist to it. But I just simply asked my students, and this was something I did, though, however, this is about three years ago. It was during the 2018-2019 school year. And I asked my students, and at the time I was teaching about 230 kids because I taught all eight periods at the time. And so I asked the students, you know, when students don't graduate, they fail, who is to blame? You know, is it the parents? Is it the students? Or is it the school themselves, meaning the teachers and administration and maybe your counselors? And although drawing back from my memory, what amazed me, though, is I do remember, and I remember this vividly, that over 60% of the majority of them said that the blame really goes on the students themselves as well as some of the parents. Surprising? Maybe? Shocking? Yes. Because most of the times, if you are someone who deals with kids, regardless of the age, and especially if you deal with high school kids, teenagers, you know kids are very quick to throw teachers and adults under the bus. But I was surprised and shocked by just the simple fact that the majority of them recognize that really the blame goes on the students, you know, because at the end of the day, it is the kid himself. But I'm going to talk about a few things before I sort of get to where I feel about where this blame lies. Because like I say, I teach high school seniors for the last five years, and I always wonder, why is it that kids, when you get to the end of the senior year, you get to April, May, you just not even dare, and it's like, what what have you been doing, you know, so, yes, schools can fail students by not having the right teachers, particularly teachers who care about students, care about their success, and they're not really just there for a paycheck or trying to wipe out student loans by joining maybe TFA, Teach for America, or they're just in between jobs. So, you know, they got laid off for one job, and sort of before they get back into the career that they want, they say, oh, well, I'm going to teach. And I've seen some good and bad with that, especially my last eight years at the one high school I'm at. You know, I just wonder, like, some teachers are just ultimate failures, and I'm just going to call a spade a spade. Some teachers are not just good. Some teachers are just terrible. And students know what teachers are good, what teachers are bad. They know what teachers care about them. 
and they know what teachers are just there. You know, they they just show up for the paycheck, and that's it. Like I said, there are some teachers that just don't have no business being in this profession. There are some teachers who just have no business standing in the classroom in front of students. That's just, like I say, calling the spade a spade. You know, just like we always say, you have the good ones and you got the bad ones. But back to the original question of this case study idea, ultimately, where does the failure lie? Who is responsible for it? And I, as one, as an educator, I, as well as being a historian, since I was a history major, as well as I teach history, I love to look at things openly and subjectively and also through constructive criticism. So more important, I look at everything from all angles. I try to get not only just my point of view, I try to see it through your eyes, maybe see it through someone else's eyes, to get an idea of where is the exact answer. But as I said, you know, where is the fault? You know, there's three ways it can lie. Parents, teachers, and the students. But at some point, someone has to own up to it. And I'll be honest, the ownership has to go to the student and as well as to the parent. Because at the end of the day, that student is the one who's sitting in the classroom. That student is the one who is coming to school. And I'll talk a little bit more about students in a quick second, but if you're new to my podcast and you like this idea of what I talk about education in many different settings, I have many different episodes that I've talked about this, some very recently where I talked about our high schools really preparing our high school seniors for the real world. I also started out at the beginning of this school year with a podcast titled New School Year Advice for Parents. And then also I had a little series uh, over the past year where I titled the Parents, Teachers, and COVID-19. And I have a few other ones in there as well. So if you're new, please feel free to go through the library and find it. But I honestly, and I'm not just saying it because I'm an educator myself, but I'm just simply going to say that The ownership has to go to the students and the parents in terms of why your student failed. You know, and as I've said, especially in one of my episodes about new school year advice for parents, parents got to be involved. You got to take ownership. You got to be active. You got to be involved in your child's academics. You know, it's very important. It's amazing that the majority of parents, almost 100% of parents, are 100% involved in their child's academics in the elementary years but as their child moves into middle and high school all of a sudden they disappear you know they fall off the big question is the only time that they really get actively involved once again or they want to make noise or actually act as though they care about their child's academics is pretty much graduation season when the school teachers counselors administration is calling you telling you your child's not graduating your child will not be walking in May or June for graduation, then all of a sudden that's when parents want to all of a sudden go back and become involved. But I'm still concerned or confused why parents are not actually involved. I mean, in this day and age, 2022, parents can log on into their child's portal, you know, log into their school or their district's parent portal and see their child's grades and attendance real time, 24-7. You know, it was different when I was in school back in the 80s and 90s, you know, if my mama wanted to know what was going on, aside from progress reports and report cards, she had to call the school or go out to the school, you know. But in this day and age, there's no excuse. The technology's there. And I've said it before, if a parent can spend five minutes going through their Facebook feed, 
their Twitter feed, their Instagram feed. You could take two minutes and look at your child's grades to find out, are you on point? Are you sure you're going to be graduating? Are you doing what you're supposed to do? And then the last thing, and I'll harp on why I say parents also got to take some ownership. A lot of times when I have left for field trips at school, sometimes 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30 while we're still doing first block and first and second period, I would see parents pulling up to the school, dropping their kids off, buying them breakfast from McDonald's, Waffle House, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King or whatnot, and you're setting yourself, you're dropping this kid off 8 o'clock, 8.30, and just so you know, school starts at 7.20 for, for my school, first block ends at 8.50. So you're talking about your child has now missed pretty much half the period, so half the work that was maybe going on, and it's ridiculous. And then, you know, when I address it with students, I say, y'all need to come to school on time. Y'all don't realize this is going to catch you later on in life. They say, oh, this is school. You know, when I start working, I'm going to show up. I'm like, no, you're not. I say because your parents, unfortunately, have laid a bad foundation for you right now by allowing you to come to school late with no penalty and actually rewarding you by buying you breakfast in some degree. You'll probably start that job off on time, maybe in the first week or two. But at some point, you're going to start coming in late. And then guess what? Boss man going to call you in and fire you. And then you're done with parents have to take some ownership of when their child fails or, in a sense, not graduates because there's no excuses. And plus, you, as a parent, you got to stop making excuses for your child as well. All right? And then lastly, all honestly, full ownership goes to the student because, as I said earlier, students are the ones sitting in the classroom. Students are the ones who are coming to the school. And at the end of the day, it's their education, you know, regardless of whether your parents are college graduates or not, regardless of the fact that your parents are high school grads or dropouts, it doesn't matter. It's your education. What do you want to do with your life as you get older? But it's amazing, you know, you see the class cuts, the excessive parties, you know, not doing their classwork. And, you know, you're talking about a grading period or a quarter for schools are generally nine to ten weeks. What were you doing? You know, what are you doing? Most kids come to school, it's it's like it's playtime, you know, or better, it's social hour for them. You know, they walk the halls. You see the same kids. You know, if there was a, a grade that they can actually get for walking the halls, I'll probably say maybe about 40% of the kids in my school would probably get an A. They'll probably have a 4.0 GPA. And it's just amazing. And then now my school is starting, as well as probably a lot of other high schools, are now starting to clear out those seniors who they know are not going to graduate. And they know they're not going to even try to have them mess up their graduation rate by going ahead and get you up out of there. But it's amazing, like, when I even looked at some of my students who, unfortunately, are on that, you about to get up out of this school right now, how in the world you have less than a 2.0 GPA? So, for example, here in the state of Florida, you got to have at least an unweighted 2.0 to graduate, aside from 24 credits of classes that you must have. But how you have less than a 2.0 after four years, you know, almost four years, three and a half years, we'll say it like that. How do you have less than a 2.0? And crazy, some of the kids that are on the list that I see from my gradebook that are being called down to be put out, 1.7, 1.8. And you're like, really? 
you know. And then that's actually the crazy thing. I actually had one kid who had a 0.8, okay, a 0.8 GPA. And it's like, you should have been kicked out last school year or the minute you turned 16, you should have been put out. Because obviously school is not for you. You need to go to job court or you need to do something for your life. Because obviously school is not for you. But what is it? And that once again brings my question. When students fail, meaning not graduate, where does the blame lie? Is it the school? I understand not all schools are financially funded equally. You know, some schools definitely have better resources than other schools. The programs, the advanced academics are better in other schools than it is in other schools. I get that. I get the inequality. I get the testing issues and everything, standardized testing. I get all that. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is sit in the classroom, do your work, and go on about your business to your next class, do what you got to do, move on. At the end of the day, who deserves the blame when you don't graduate? And you feel like the student the student has failed. Who deserves the blame? At the end of the day, where does the blame lie when a student fails? You know, doesn't graduate from high school. Is it the school? Is it the parents? Is it the student themselves? That's the question I ask for you. So follow me on my social media on both Facebook and Twitter at Ray Talks Live. You can also follow me on Instagram at RayTalks underscore live. And you can also send me an email at RayTalksLive at gmail.com. And with that, I am out.